Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today, and what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. Today we'll continue in this conversation, in this account, in this record of Paul dealing with Roman soldiers. He's been imprisoned. The council in Jerusalem has fallen apart. Now Paul is a prisoner of Rome. There are 40 men who have vowed to not eat or drink until Paul is murdered. Paul's nephew hears of their vow, sneaks into Paul, tells Paul. Paul sends him to the chief of the Roman soldiers, and he tells the captain uh, what the plan is, and now they're going to try to avoid this mob from getting Paul and murdering him. And we're going to read this account. Now, this is historical record of an event that actually took place, all of this uproar and tumult over a preacher by the name of Paul. And we'll see that here in just a minute. Thank you so much for joining me today. It is my honor to open the Word of God and to share it with you. And basically what we do on this broadcast is we just read the Bible, tell you what it says, and move on to the next. And my, my prayer is we'll deepen our understanding of the content and context of what we read. And by gaining a better grip on the Scripture, we'll gain a better knowledge of the Lord, and it'll just help our devotion and love for Him grow and grow and abound and abound. And that's what my desire is. And so we're in Acts 23. We've gone verse by verse through all of Acts and many other books of the Bible. All of those Bible studies, by the way, are available for you via our podcast. Our podcast is absolutely free, and it's found on every podcast platform. You can subscribe to it and have uh, access to all of the Bible studies we've done. And I'm talking about hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of listening and a Bible study. And all of that is waiting for you there, striving for revival on every podcast platform. And I think that'll be a help and a blessing to your Christian life. Now, we're going to look here a little bit into what's going on. It's really just historical record and not a lot of spiritual application we can make. Now, there is some, but we'll just look at it strictly from a here's what's happening standpoint. Now, I just gave you the quick rundown. Paul is in prison. They've heard about this plot against his life. Now the leadership is going to have to decide what do we do with Paul, all right? So there's going to be some arrangements made by Claudius, Lysias, and we'll see this. Here's what the Bible said. And he called unto him two centurions, saying, Make ready two hundred soldiers to go to Caesarea, and horsemen threescore and ten, and spearmen two hundred at the third hour of the night, and provide them beasts... They may set Paul on and bring him safe unto Felix the governor. And he wrote a letter after this manner, Claudius Lysias, unto the most excellent governor Felix, sendeth greeting. This man was taken of the Jews and should have been killed of them. Then came I with an army and rescued him, having understood that he was a Roman. And when I would have known the cause wherefore they accused him, I brought him forth into their council, whom I perceived to be accused of questions of their law, but to have nothing laid to his charge worthy of death or of bonds. And when it was told me how that the Jews laid wait for the man, I sent straightway to thee and gave commandment to his accusers also to say before thee what they had against him. Farewell. So that's an actual historical document we have recorded for us by Luke, the Holy Spirit directing him to put it down. But this is the letter. 
that was written uh, by Claudius Lysias and sent to Felix. So it's believed the garrison in the castle of Antonia numbered about 1,000 men. Uh, in that castle or that garrison, there were 10 centurions, and a centurion had charge over 100 soldiers. So Lysias, the chief captain, must have considered this situation to be very serious and very dangerous because he's committing a large number of soldiers to go with Paul and to protect him on his journey to Caesarea from Jerusalem. And he didn't know if there'd be a surprise attack. He didn't know if there'd be a, a, a zealous band of Jews that would try to apprehend him. And so he's going to great measures to protect this man. 472 soldiers to protect the Apostle Paul. You can picture it in your mind, the convoy of soldiers which left the castle at 9 o'clock at night, 200 heavenly armed men with an equal number of spearmen. And the Bible tells us this. It's just right here in the text. And so we have these men who are ready for battle, leading the Apostle Paul uh, to Caesarea. So this arrangement continued until the contingent reached Antipetrus, a city about 35 miles from Jerusalem between Joppa and Caesarea. And there the soldiers stayed for the night, and then the following morning they would march back to their citadel. And the cavalry, under the command of their officers, proceeded toward the residence of Felix. So it would be a huge happening. And all of this is just to make sure the Apostle Paul... This is God, by the way, preserving his preacher again. God has already promised Paul, you're going to go preach in Rome. You're going to testify in Rome. He's not going to let anything happen to Paul. He might get, he might get a slap on the cheek, but he's not going to lose his life. Paul is going to go to Rome and preach the gospel there. All right, now think about it. Uh, Paul is being kept safe. It reminds me of that song, Oh, what peace we often forfeit, oh, what needless pain we bear. Isn't that true? If God has already promised us, if God has already told, given us his word that, that he's going to guide us and direct us and all things work together for good, why do we worry? Why do we toil? Uh, why do we get so anxious? We ought to just trust God with it. God is in control. In verse uh, number 25, it talks about the letter that he wrote. He, le he wrote a personal letter. And at the end of it, he, he addresses him under the most excellent governor, Felix. He, he, he addresses him very cordially. But you have to understand, if you study history, Felix was not excellent. Now, his office might have been one to esteem, but this man was, uh, was of low esteem. Uh, you study history, and one historian said he's a master of cruelty and lust, who exercised the powers of a king and the spirit of a slave. He was a scoundrel. He exploited political situations. He encouraged conflicts. He stole property and valuables from people. And when he was in power, his area was a center of anarchy, and the mountains of Judea became havens for guerrilla fighters. Everybody hated Felix, but he addresses him as the most excellent governor. Now, it might have been tongue-in-cheek. It's just respect for the office. But I just want you to know this Felix was a low-down scoundrel of a man. So Paul is going to be sent to stand and testify before this fellow who's not even worthy to be in his presence. Verse 31, Then the soldiers, as it was commanded them, took Paul and brought him by night to Antipetrus. On the morrow they left horsemen to go with him and returned to the castle, who, when they came to Caesarea and delivered the epistle to the governor, presented Paul also before him. And when the governor had read the letter, he asked of what province he was. And when he understood that he was of Cilicia, I will hear thee, said he, when thine accusers are also come. And he commanded him to be kept in Herod's judgment hall. 
So he promises to hear Paul out, but not until the accusers are also there. So he puts him in a place called Herod's Judgment Hall. So Paul is there now, a prisoner of Felix, and he's going to be waiting for his accusers. Paul watched as Felix read the letter. Could you imagine him just standing there? And he says, Paul, where are you from? He said, Cilicia. And he said, well, then I'm going to have to wait till your accusers come. And he places Paul in the barracks. It was extremely unlikely that any enemy could penetrate the palace. But Felix was determined that his prisoner shouldn't be exposed to danger. There's a lot of different cells that he could have placed him in attached to the guard room. Uh, and it would have been inconvenient for him to be placed there so that the guards could watch him. And so Paul's placed there in the barracks. And no doubt he slept soundly. He had the peace of God in his heart. And as he sleeps there in the cell, he's waiting for the day when his accusers come, and he'll stand, and he'll give uh, the account of what's going on. Now, that'll finish out Acts chapter number 23. Acts chapter 24 is going to be largely the same as far as the content goes. It's historical record. It's events that actually took place in the life of Paul. It is another piece in the puzzle as God lays out the pathway for Paul to get from Jerusalem to the city of Rome, and we get to watch as providence makes all things work together for the ultimate good and glory of God. And also we'll see, see Paul is able to testify, and he's able to reach folks he wouldn't have reached had these things not befallen him. But here's something I want you to remember. When you and I read through the Bible, we need to remember these are not just fictitious tales or stories that somebody conjured up. These events actually took place. And the same grace and the same boldness and the same endurance and the same courage that carried those Christians and those believers through their seasons like this is available for you and I. We have the same God, the same Lord, the same Holy Spirit. We have the same Scripture and the same promises of God. And if something like this, to whatever extent, comes into my life or yours, God's grace is sufficient to help us get through it the way He is enabling His preacher, the Apostle Paul, to get through it. That's all the time we have for today. Like I said, join us next broadcast. We'll venture into chapter 24. Until then, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.